get started. We are officially in the summer. Test one, two. I think we're okay. Okay, phew. I can't tell if I'm talking if the green bar doesn't move. I was just saying, (laughs) I just picked up two substantial chip crumbs, like big ones. Not a full-size chip, just a crumb. A sunflower seed and a chunk of a bar, a Lara bar. And in the living room, and our kids aren't allowed to eat in the living room, so that's a mystery. I wonder how it got there. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Anyway, it is time to shout some worth and shift some narrative to people with Down syndrome. Friends, what a special episode today. I'm sitting here with the one and only Joshua Avis. It's my husband. Say what up. What up, friends? Josh is joining me today because we just got back from a pretty epic month-long trip and we wanted to share about it with everybody because we've been talking about it for a while we have lots to share about our time on the road with our three little munchkins and what it was like to meet so many of you incredible families out there who love a person with down syndrome and meet so many people with down syndrome love this community thank you for joining us friends welcome to the lucky few podcast Okay, so we are in our living room, right? You guys, don't be judging. Two out of five of us brought home the vid. <coughs> the coronavirus. So weird. Brought it home. So two of our kids are in their rooms. It doesn't matter. You guys were at home. Let's just say that. We were gone for a month, got home so excited to see our friends and family, and then too bad. <laughs> <laughs> How about another 10 days with your kids? Alone. Anyway, we're very, very grateful that it's looking pretty mild. Everyone's feeling great. We just have to cross that 10-day threshold. We're so close. (laughs) So close. But we're sitting in the living room. Uh, You might hear a kid dance or yell or jump or something. And we are happy to be back. Right, babe? It's good to be home. Good to be home. And so we just wanted to share a little bit more about this trip that we have been anticipating so much and talking about here on the podcast and um there's so many incredible things that happened during our month away and so many rad people we got to meet so many podcast listeners we got to meet hey so let's let's do it let's do it how are you feeling today about being on the podcast baby nervous josh is the behind the scenes editor so he's a little nervous he's a little he's got a little sweat on his forehead <laughs> i am not nervous i I wonder if someone's going to ring the doorbell while we're here or... Well, I know the editor. What, uh, <laughs> what's going to happen uh, while we're recording? Uh, no, I'm I'm stoked to be here, and this is fun. I'm excited to share some highlights of the trip and what we learned. And uh, before we do that, I'd love to read a another review, a sweet review from... This one is from... J- <laughs> I love these names. JMC009 says, I've recommended this podcast to countless friends. Listening is like sitting around the table with friends who you are processing through similar parenting journeys. I recommend 
You guys, that's fun. I love that. Um, come sit with us. We do too. Yes. We feel that way too. So friends, don't forget to review the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast so we can read it aloud next week. Uh, we love reading these. We love hearing the feedback and we love your support so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So as you're all pulling up a table around, pulling up a chair, I should say, around the podcast table. All right, friends. So let's get into this episode. Let's get into it. All right, so I feel like we should start a little bit with a little bit of like, why did you do this again? I think some people might know. Maybe we don't know. Just kidding. We do. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why the why this trip? Why this tour? Why these five cities? What was the point of taking our family around mostly the East Coast and South for a month? Yeah, I think an overview would be helpful. I'm looking at you. Are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. Okay, I'll take it. So I think that I can go all the way back to when we started our Instagram account. Macy Makes My Day, who out there has been following along that long? It's almost 10 years ago. And the whole point of it was, hey, there is a narrative and a story being told about Down syndrome that we were hearing that is negative and something to be avoided. And then we have a real life person with Down syndrome in our life and we realize that's just not true. So how do we tell a bigger, more truthful and real down syndrome story. How do we do that? Well, we have to do that by sharing ours. And so it started with all the way back then, like we're going to start this Instagram account so that we can tell the story of raising a person with down syndrome, what this looks like the day in and day out. And then as that grew, we were invited into so many other people's stories and we invited, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people into our story. Um, and what that's done for the down syndrome narrative in our lives, our parents, teachers, friends, so many people who had that false narrative of what Down syndrome is, that negative, scary, something to be avoided narrative, um, it's completely changed. The story for them around Down syndrome has changed. So how do we do that in a bigger way? Well, that it, that brought us to create This is Down Syndrome, which is a global storytelling movement. And we're, we are creating a platform and inviting people to tell their stories um, about their loved one with Down syndrome, because we know that there, everybody's story is different and everybody's story is important and should be heard. So that was the point of this. Let's go to different places. We've been doing it in California for a year. So let's take it to other places. You know, let's open up this door even wider to hear from more people who have a different lived experience because they live in a different part of the world because they're different people than us. But we have this similar thread of wanting the world to know people with Down syndrome are full humans with value and worth and dignity and deserve to be seen as such and embraced as such in this world. So let's tell their stories through our experiences with them. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. Yeah. And I think I love that. I think these relationships that we built along the way and got to meet the people that we got to meet relationship changes everything. And what comes with every relationship is a story behind that relationship and so what better way to do that than get in an airplane and fly all over the United States 
yeah. and do that. Yeah. So let's do, so that's, that's the purpose of this trip. We want every single person who loves somebody with Down syndrome to have an opportunity to share a story, a transformational, inspiring, true story about the person who they love who has Down syndrome so that they have, they have the opportunity to share that, but that the world has access to it so that people who are far from Down syndrome at least have if nothing else, they have our stories. They have this connection point so that their story around Down syndrome can be one that is true and not one that is formed by some outside idea, really, with that grew out of ableism. But we that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we took our, we decided to go to five different places in the country. Um, I think we ended up with close to 300 stories. And so, Josh, why don't you give a quick overview of what we just did this last month? It was a crazy trip, you guys. It was it was a, a trip of a lifetime. It was almost five weeks, five-story gatherings. We collected, like Heather said, almost 300 stories. We traveled over 6,000 miles, flown on nine different flights with only two delays. That's right. I had 10, <laughs> 11. I would have had no 10 flights. And we touched 13 states, so we slept in nine different beds, and here's the craziest part, and, and really just the humbling thing, is we raised over $25,000 in order to pull off this trip. Yeah. Yeah. So humbled that people believe in this, and for those who joined us in this endeavor, um, to every single person we met, all all the people who took their time and their energy and, and like really transparently shared their hearts with us. And come in your way, everybody, to share their hearts with all of you. Um, we're so humbled. We're so grateful. So let's see here. We started in Charleston. And uh, you know what? I've been asked a lot. Actually, we should have done like a FAQ. Like, why these places? Why these places? It really was because we had a person in each place that we we're like, hey, we know you. We've met over the years because of our connection to Down syndrome. Um, what do you think about hosting this? And each person that we asked said yes. And so we ended up in Charleston. South Carolina, we were in New, or New Orleans, um, Nantucket, New Jersey, and Alabama. The truth is, friends, we could spend the next couple hours just like sharing really good moments, and there were some real low moments. It was a, there were some roller coasters, as it would be when you travel for a month with anybody, especially three kids, two of whom have Down syndrome. And, but I, I feel like I want to start at the at the end because what was really rad is the last place we went was to Nauvoo, Alabama and it's right outside. It's about an hour outside of Birmingham and we were there. Everyone's like, what's in Alabama? Well, we were there to attend as campers, a, a camp called Hope Heals. Hope Heals camp. It was created by Jay and Catherine Wolf. Um, it is a camp that all of the campers are touched by disability in some way. So whether it's a disabled child or parent or some other family member, um, everybody there has a loved one with a disability and that's the connecting piece there. So we were invited to come to this camp and we ended our trip there. We, I think there were eight or nine families there who had a loved one with Down syndrome. And so we got to capture their stories one afternoon, which was amazing. But what was really cool that we didn't know was going to happen is the, the th sessions that the adults, the parents were pulled into at this camp. We had three different days where we had sessions just as the adults. 
basically the theme of this de- this session was the importance of your story. I mean, it wasn't called that, right. but it was um, a man by the name of Tur- Kurt Thompson, who is a psychiatrist. He's a doctor. He said he's the brain. And he just talked about how important our stories in are and how important those stories are to be told collectively in a community. And this is a line that I just stood out to me that was like, yes, this is the whole reason for the whole thing. And the thing being creating spaces where everyone belongs, right? Mm. And he says, what we're all looking for in life is someone who's looking for us. And if that doesn't strike a chord in your heart, I don't know what does, Hmm. right? I love that. I love that. So we're there at this camp and Kurt is sharing about story and we just finished this trip where we're like, this is what we're doing. We're going to travel around and invite people to tell their stories and people like, what, why would you do this? And why do we give to this? And what's the point? And we're like, we, we know we're pretty certain we know, we know it's important. Um, but it's hard to articulate and it's not like a tangible thing that you can put a bow on. It's really, there's storytelling and investing in that is pretty abstract. Um, so it was really amazing for Kurt to really like put a pin in it yeah. for us, for yeah. what we were doing and the importance of yes, conf- affirming this, this thing that we've created called this is down syndrome, going into our down syndrome community and, and encouraging people to tell their stories and giving them a platform to do just that so that the world has access to them. It is so powerful. Yeah. One of the things he said that stood out to me is how our brains work and that when we are able to share our story, when we have an active, empathetic listener, it actually rewires our brain. And that that blew my mind when I heard that. And so there's this idea that we're at this camp sharing stories with um, so many people who have a similar, I think, path that we're on. And it was a place um, where our kids were, um, this is what, this is what, Jay Wolf, one of the founders, said, he said, you're not the exception anymore. You're the norm. And so we're in this camp where our kids are the norm and we have all these empathetic listeners around and and we were sharing stories and it does something to you. I think the vulnerability of sharing your story rewires your brain. And I think that's it just reinforced everything we were doing on this tour. It was it was amazing. Yeah. So powerful. Um. Something that really stood out to me that I that I want you to hear, li- dear listeners, and why this, why it's so important for us to do this thing, right? To say to people, tell me, tell me more about you. Tell me your story. I want to hear more, and let me share mine with you. Is um, the truth is stories are told about about us long before we actually arrive, and this was this point hit home especially for Down syndrome because how many of us who love a person with Down syndrome, most of our listeners are parents to a child with Down syndrome had a story told about your child before they ever arrived. Come on. Right? There's a story told about your child before they ever arrive. And then they arrive. And the story that, that's been told, let's just be real here, is harmful. It is not a good story. It is a harmful story. Harmful for you, for your child, really for everyone in proximity to that. And until we, live, we get to live it out and then we get to enter into the story in a different way. And when we are able then to take what we've learned about what's true about that story, um, the, the, rea- the reality of it, because we're living it, and then we get to share that in community um, and invite other people into it, we get to tell our stories collaboratively. 
And so there's this idea of like, well, who is it that's helping me tell my story? Mm. Who's helping me tell my story? Is it the geneticist who has it wrong about Down syndrome? Or is it the mom on the podcast who is saying things that I thought, huh, this is starting to ring true for me as I hold my newborn baby, you know? So who are we telling our stories with? Um, and who's helping our stories to ring most true? I think some something that stood out to me when you said that is he talked about when we have someone listening to our story and we have a perception of our story mm. and sometimes we have the wrong perception or wrong understanding of our story. And when you share your story with someone, when you share that diagnosis story or that healing story or that suffering story, the other person that's listening can listen to you and they're essentially saying, oh, I see it differently or I, I, I don't think that's true or you're not alone or let me share you, let me share with you about my kid that's a little bit older and my journey that I went through. So there's something amazing that happens in relationship mm. that this changes it. Yeah. It changes, it, it essentially changes your story in a way that only happens in community. Yeah. And in a way that's healing for you and everybody that's in that, that you invite into that. Yeah. Right. And I, I I do think we can't just pass over and say your suffering isn't real or your trauma isn't real. That's not what we're saying Mm -hmm. at all. But it's, it's when you're able to share your story with someone and they can, and you bring them into it, they're also looking at it from a different perspective that can share some truth into your story. Yeah. Helps, helps make sense of it. So I think what really surprised me during this tour is as we've been launching this nonprofit and deciding to do this and, and going out onto the road, planning the whole thing, there was so much of it. That's like, we need to make this for other people. Like the point of all of this is so that the world is changed. And there is some validity to that. But I realized during this month that, wait a second, the important, the real important piece here. Um, in this is down syndrome and in going around and traveling and inviting people into this opportunity of sharing their stories in a collective way. It's for us. It's for them. You know, it's, it's for us to connect to one another. It's for healing and growth and goodness and light to enter into the space because Mm. we're doing it in community. It's a collective, you know, it's a collective. So I feel like we could, um, go back to some, some things that happened during our trip and we were thinking like, let's list all the people to thank. And then I'm like, well, I think that would be an hour long podcast. And our listeners would be like, this isn't super relevant to me. Um, But we, what was really cool is that each stop we had a photographer we hired and each photographer was not connected to down syndrome. There was no connection. And at our first stop in Charleston, our photographer, Aaron Turner, Aaron, if you ever hear this, we love you so much. We spent two days with her and it was transformative for her. It was wild. Real quick, the way that it worked is that each stop on a on a Friday, ideally, it was a different it was a little different each time, but we got together with all of the families. We invited them to share a meal and just to like hang out with each other and meet each other. And then the next two days we invited them to one location and everyone had like an hour long, forty minutes to an hour chunk of time in which their loving with Down syndrome and then whoever wanted to be connected with that person came and got their photos taken. So the photographer interacted with all of these families over the weekend. So Aaron 
one of the days in Charleston, we had a family who had what five kids with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. all adopted, mm-hmm. and then my two kids, and then our friends, Rebecca and Trista Kutcher, who were hosting us, and Trista has Down syndrome, and we're all, everyone with Down syndrome is so different, and. At one point, I said, there are a lot of chromosomes in this courtyard. <laughs> and Erin's just going with it. She's going with it. At the end of our two days together, she what'd she say to you? Yeah, I just I reached out and texted her and said, thank you. I just thanked her. I just reached out and said, She's thank you so much. She's super talented, too. The pictures are yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. And, you know, we threw her into the deep end of Down syndrome. <laughs> and it was we spent an hour with each group. And, and she wrote back. She said, thank you so much. I don't think I can, this is a text back to me that she wrote. She said, I don't think I can truly put into words what you and all the incredible people I met over two days gave me. This was so special. Thank you. And you could, you could see that this experience had changed her and what changed her was proximity. Yeah. We gave her access. Not we gave her access. She was given access to a world that she had never shot anyone with with Down syndrome before that I that we know of, and you could see this transformation in such a good way in in that proximity. It shifted everything, and the ripple effect is so amazing to see. We planted a seed with her now that she when she meets someone with Down syndrome, she has a different narrative, and that that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, that was that was. Like an unexpected, whoa, this is also happening here in this place. Y'all, we went to New Orleans, the second place we went, and there was a, a family with a 10-day-old baby with Down syndrome. Okay? 10 days old. And... Um, they were such champs. They showed up, and they were they just jumped right in with us. Heather snatched the baby out of the mom's hands within 10 seconds of her being I in. was gentle and not aggressive <laughs> um, but the mom 10 days prior to this photo shoot had had a cesarean so a c-section and um, if you're if for the first time parents out there that are like never it was her fourth kid so by your fourth kid that you do these things your first kid probably no way but I just thought like I'm excited to follow up with her and and know her because there she is. It's not just that she had a baby 10 days ago and her oldest, I think was eight. So she's got four kids under the age of eight. Um, but they were in, invited, ushered into the down syndrome community also, and then showed up to take yeah. pictures. Right. I haven't heard their stories. I haven't read their stories yet. Cause they haven't, they're not submitted yet, but it's such an honor to get to interact with people and get into get into their story you know yeah. it's such yeah. an honor one thing that stands out to me about new orleans was um we met this one i don't want to call him a kid but he's 24 in my head young i'm like man. third yeah young man and he uh the the reason why this story stood out to me was his teacher who from high school so he's been out of high school for a few years he hasn't seen her and she, they reached out and she was willing to come. And they hadn't seen each other in five years. And it was a really special, like, off of the, out of the, the, the studio moment of this reunion happening. And I, I thought, this, this is really unique that this happens, that someone will come back to a photo shoot and share their story and take photos and have this really rad reunion. And I, I think that 
that only happens when you can go to a different understanding of the uniqueness of what Down syndrome is. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was really cool to see. I love that. Anything else about New Orleans? New Orleans was really rad because we were there for the National Down Syndrome Convention, Congress Convention. And so we spent a couple of days just... It's like Down Syndrome Disneyland, is that allowed? <laughs> and there, there's just so many people with Down Syndrome everywhere. And it's just the best. And, you know, you never do you feel more seen. And comfortable. And when you pass someone and they give you a little tap, someone that you totally don't, you've never met in your life. And I was walking past this group and this guy just gave me a little tap on my belly. Yeah. And I just kept going, and the dad looked at me, and we had a moment of, like, I get you, and then (laughs) you keep going. You just keep going. Um, It was really rad to connect also who was there as the National Down Syndrome Society because we've done stuff with them on the podcast here. We've got a great partnership coming up, um, and they were sponsors for the tour. And so we love – I love the collaborative work that happens in the Down Syndrome space. Um, I call – I think this is the big five. Have we talked about this in the podcast before? The big five. Do you guys want, do you want to hear? So. Do you know what they are? I can take a stab at it. Well, it's the National Down Syndrome Society. So the NDSS, the NDSC, National Down Syndrome Congress, DSDN, the Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network, Global. Global Down Syndrome, and Gigi's Playhouse. I think those are the big five. If you're listening and you're not one of those and you're pretty sure that you should be part of the big six, just give <laughs> us a holler. <laughs> but they're all doing – they're all doing – they're massive, massive organizations within the Down Syndrome space in the United States, especially, and they all kind of have their lane that they go in. But when we can get together and collaborate, it's so important. So powerful because at the end of the day, we all have the same, we all want the same thing. So it's fun to have places like the National Down Syndrome Society say, we wanted, we want in on this storytelling thing. What are you guys doing? Let's do this together. And we got to hang out for a moment, even if just at the booth, shout out in DSS. That was my shout out. (laughs) I mean, we really could spend so much time talking about so many different stories, but we had this amazing opportunity to go to Nantucket. You guys, Nantucket in the summer is a dream, an absolute dream. Um, we got to spend Mason's birthday there, connect with some friends, obviously meet families who have kids with Down syndrome who live on the island year round, which is just a really special thing. And then we went to New Jersey and um, New Jersey was rad. Shout out to Misty who hosted us in New Jersey. Misty has a Instagram platform called happiness is down syndrome. We're going to do a podcast interview with her coming up real soon here, but it's, um, we got to connect with a lot of young families in New Jersey and what's her little boy's name, Jed. And can we just talk about Jed for one second? I mean, he's so cute. He is the sweetest little thing. Yeah. It was next level. Just, I feel like sometimes with raising two kids with down syndrome, my oldest is 14 there's a sense of like, this is what we do, you know, like this is our normal. And so you forget, sometimes I forget the power of inviting people into the story, you know? Mm, that's good. And what was really cool was the house that hosted our photo shoot. They're really good friends with Misty and her family, but they don't have a child with Down syndrome. And just how many times in the two days we were together that they were like, I can't believe we get to be a part of this. I can't believe we get to be a part of this. This is amazing. This has been the best weekend. This is so incredible. It's just a good reminder. Like, people want to be a part of the things we're doing in life. People want to be the part of things that you guys are doing, listeners, in your life, in the mundane, you know, in the special and in the day-to-day. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't but, underestimate the influence you have on your neighbors 
and on the people around you and sharing your your life and your journey. Yeah, just by living your quote normal your normal life. So that that stands out to me a little bit. And then we went to Alabama. Back to back to the end at the beginning. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Back to the beginning, which was the end. The beginning of the podcast. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. What your expectations going into the trip and okay. then coming out, how do those differ or do they at all? So I definitely for something like this over the years have learned to hold it very loosely. Not that I don't have expectations, but um, I went in expecting things to be different than I expected. (laughs) Explain that a little bit. Um, I didn't, in other words, I didn't have set expectations. I expected things to change. I think the trip was easier than I had anticipated. Like I thought we'd have a lot of hard moments Same. and we just had a handful I didn't know how our kids would be for a month traveling and they, I'm just so impressed with all three of them. I'm so proud of them. And we had our moments, friends. Don't be like, Oh my gosh, it's a nightmare to travel with my kids. There were, we had three different moments that I actually wasn't sure if a certain <laughs> oldest child of mine was going to get off a plane or on a plane. The thing about when there's a stressful moment in travel or just in life, Josh and I talk about this all the time. You just wait it out. You can wait it out. Anytime someone's interact, a new person is in charge of a child of ours who is the oldest who will go unnamed. It's like, this may happen. This is at school all the time. So like this worst case scenario, you wait it out. She comes around her rock brain dissolves into her lovely brain and then you move forward. But when you are trying to get on a plane, they're not waiting it out. (laughs) That fight flight or freeze. That doesn't help. No, under stress, the child who freezes and you've got to get on the freaking plane. There was one moment just to highlight this moment. There was one moment where uh, Mason sat in the wrong seat on the airplane and she wouldn't move. You guys, she would not move. And you know who moved the other passenger. (laughs) So yeah, everyone does. It all, every, we got everywhere. We never missed, like, we never missed a flight because of us, and we got all that we needed to be. But um, I think that, did, what was the second part of the question? What would we would do differently? No, you didn't ask No, that. I just asked what your expectations were going in and out. I think, what would you, how would you advise other parents, or um, if someone was thinking about doing this, what would you say to them going into? We were on the road for 30 days, I think. I mean, I would I would say to myself, <laughs> um, believe bigger for your kids and be- and mm-hmm. expect more from your kids. And I I I was really really proud of them, and yeah. I I should have um, uh, assumed more competence in in all of what they did. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, introspect, darling. Anything you would say to families going into something like this? I mean, I think just do it. I met a family before, like before we left, they live in our neighborhood and they were, they've never flown with their daughter. I think she's eight or nine. They always do road trips because of how they're worried how she'll be traveling and, um, their daughter who has down syndrome. And then they also were like, we're worried about how other people will perceive her when we travel. Mm. And both those are such real valid things and also don't exist yet. It's a part of an idea, right? So I just encourage people to do it, you know, do the best you can. And you know what? It might be a you-know-what show, but and other people might have to sit in a different seat on the airplane because your child refuses to move, and so what? 
you know, like, so what? They might be, they might kick the back of the seat and make it really hard for the per, the passenger around you for that two, five or five hour flight or however long the flight is. Yeah, that might happen. And, right? Like, yeah, so, so, so it happened. And, um, and more like there will be hard moments, but more than that, there will be moments of growth and learning and beauty and opportunity that can't happen if you don't go. So if it's something you can't do, it's such a privilege. It's such a privileged thing to get to do stuff like this. And we recognize that, but you know, we always talk about on this podcast, whether it's on an airplane and flying to another place or going to the grocery store or the park or whatever to take you and your family can take up as all of the space in this world that you need to, as you are like your kid with down syndrome with the, behaviors that seem unexpected or the ways in which they respond to the world that the world's not quite used to then be there right get the world used to it yeah exposure's good exposure's good all right let's wrap it up let's wrap it up melatonin you guys take some melatonin so you can sleep good (laughs) whatever you need to do to sleep good i mean not anything like hard hardcore but you know what i mean um i slept great on this trip i was really anxious about that and i slept really well so i'm great so grateful for that so we can do like if you guys have questions or whatever about anything that we may have missed you can put it in the comments on instagram or dm us and we're happy to continue talking about anything um what's next we are hopeful to do another trip next year to five different places or 10 different places or however many places it is and until then we just encourage you guys to share your stories to step into other people's stories to to tell your story in a collective way um so that it can ring true and be good and be healing for you and those around you yeah sharing your story be an active empathetic listener as you listen to others tell their story and and keep sharing your story yeah and we're gonna we have all this content now and all these stories that we're going to continue to archive on um, the lucky few foundation.org and it's going to be there as a resource for you. So stories and photos that you can share with your neighbors and your teachers and a new parent and your coworkers and whatever it is, um, use this resource, use this resource as together we shift that down syndrome narrative. Okay. Well, we're going to take a little break before we get to good news. We got a fun special announcement. Cue the fun music. Okay, you guys, two weeks from the day that this podcast drops, my second children's book, Everyone Belongs, is in the world. The date of that is August 9th. On August 9th, my second children's book called Everyone Belongs enters the world. Friends, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this book to be in your homes, in your classrooms, in your libraries in your communities that you're reading this book to your kids every single day. It blesses my heart. It's a story about Macy and True. Ever heard of them? (laughs) Sisters who are putting together a show at the park. And as they're putting the show on, other kids arrive eager to participate, but they're unsure if they'll be welcomed. Um, Since the two sisters know that everything is more fun when everybody's included, they are determined to find a role in the show for each person. And this is my favorite line in the whole book, guys. And they say, they declare throughout the book exactly who you are is exactly who we pick i find that i hope that you find this book to be inspiring and encouraging and i know it is full of joy and that everyone belongs can remind us that it's possible to make room for all people in our lives and in the spaces that we're in no matter their differences 
and that we all know life is brighter when we give everybody a chance to shine. So Everyone Belongs is available for pre-order right now. Um, pre-orders are so important, so head to wherever you buy books online. They're not, they're not in storage yet, but go online wherever you buy books and pre-order Everybody Belongs, and on the 9th, it will show up at your doorstep. It will be there the day the book comes out. Also, after you order right now, you can head over to heatheravis.com slash everyone belongs. And there is a sneak peek of the first few pages of the book. Um, we've also created a back to school kit called the chance to shine with downloadable activities for kids. This, if you're a teacher or you homeschool or you're just home with your kids, this back to school kit is so gorgeous and has a bunch of printables that you can print out questions to ask activity sheets. There's even paper dolls, a paper doll of Macy and a paper doll of true. Um, that you can print out and that you can print out for your kids. You can also go to heatheravis.com slash everyone belongs to learn more. Yeah, it's time for some good news. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. I'll share some good news from a listener at Sunflower Children 21 says, congratulations, Dylan Quill, with the honor of being Olympia College's first graduate with Down syndrome. Whoa, that's amazing. Good news. That's amazing. That. Congratulations, Dylan. Dylan. So exciting. So exciting. Okay, I have some good news. When we were driving from the airport in Alabama to the camp, um, we were picked up by two women, and we, so we were talking with them, and they were volunteering at camp, and at one point they were talking about volunteering. They're saying this in a conversation, and Mason says, what is a volunteer? And it was such a moment of like, yes, Mason, what a great question. That is such a good question, like paying attention and joining in on the conversation. Macy joining in on a conversation like that was such good news. I actually wrote it down on my phone notes. It's good news. <laughs> I love that. So that's my good news. All right, listeners, um, we love hearing from you. If you have good news that you want to share with us, and we know that you do, you can go over to the Lucky Few Pod on Instagram. Leave us a direct message. You can email hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com with your good news. And we would love to share it here on the podcast next week. So thank you to Josh Avis for joining me today. Thank you also for editing this episode and to our dear, amazing Valsh leader for producing it. And friends, if you like this episode, which we hope you do share it with family and friends and don't forget to subscribe and what else? Check out the lucky for show notes and the things we've talked about today. And make sure you're following along again at the lucky few pod on all social media and listener. You're slaying it. You're slaying it. You're slaying it. We love you so much. We're cheering for you always. And we can't wait to be together next week on a new episode. Until then, bye. 